Hello and welcome back to Let's Talk Books. I am your host, Victoria. And that is right, I'm coming two days this week. Um, just to make up for the fact that I've missed two weeks. So I am now trying to play catch up with myself and my episodes. So pre-recording this, we'll be posting it Thursday, which is today, which was actually tomorrow when I recorded this, so. I'm all about time traveling right now because I just binge watched Back to the Future, <laughs> all three of them, which are fantastic movies, but they're really a mind mess up if you really think about it, and I don't want to get into it because it kind of blows my mind all the time. But anyway, let's continue. So, on this episode, which is two, episode two of this week, <sighs> which is actually episode 10, today marks 10 episodes since I started doing this podcast, and thank you to everyone who is listening and who is still listening and who is joining. It means a lot. I know there's not a lot of you, but it means so much for everyone who's also following my Instagram. Um and listening super exciting thank you so much i really greatly appreciate it um so yeah hopefully we can keep building and i will hopefully be put out on more platforms as soon as i can get approved for platforms because a lot of them want to approve you like apple podcasts and google podcasts want to um approve you before you can start posting so working on it getting there anyways so for this episode we will be talking about the nonfiction the devil in the white city which is based in chicago well not based in takes place in chicago in the late 1800s so right before the turn of the century and it follows the group of architecture our arc architecture no the people that make buildings and draw buildings it's architecture but those people you know who i'm talking about i can't think of words anyways it follows the group of men who build the chicago world fair and the chicago world fair was painted white that's why it's call they call it the white city and that's why hence devil in the white city so if i'm being honest i only read this because it has information about serial killer hh holmes who was active in chicago during this time frame and he had a murder hotel so that's why I read it. Um, and if I'm being honest, I uh, I didn't really like it. Like it was it was all right, but it wasn't like it wasn't like it captivated me. You know, um, a lot of it was about like the World Fair and trying to get everything up and going with that. And it was just a lot of a lot of people to remember, a lot of technical things, and it just. I don't know. Oh, it just wasn't my like cup of tea. Still read it. 
you know, it was still interesting, just wasn't for me. So, um, definitely all right. Um, I suggest if you like history and learning about things, this is definitely one for you. Anyways, so let's talk about the mess that was the Chicago World Fair. So, this happened after Paris had their World Fair and the Eiffel Tower came to be. So, of course, America, um, being America, wanted everything to be bigger and better. And, I mean, out of this World Fair, we got the Ferris wheel, which is really cool, not gonna lie. Um, but everything about this World Fair was rushed. Um, and then shit just went sideways so fast for the people of Chicago. Um, but yeah, so everything was, um, everything was, like, sped up and they tried to make plans for this giant city to do it in, I think it was 24 months. No, less. No, 24 months. So, like, about two years. They wanted everything done in two years. That's the planning. That's getting, you know, it built, people to work on it, the land, everything. And, of course, this is the late 1800s, so everything, they don't have the machinery or the, the way to work the way we do now. So, everything was horse-drawn or done by train or you know when they had to lift up something really high up they had to do it by hand there was no cranes like so things took a lot longer to do but they rushed this and I mean like everything everything turned out great everything was wonderful great but they still rushed it and it was a lot of um It was, it was just, it was a mess. It was a mess. Um, the landscaping obviously was rushed. Buildings, plans, um, yeah. So, well, they were building this world fair, uh, it actually caught on fire, which, you know, um, a couple of years before the World Fair happened, Chicago was still reeling from the big Chicago fire. So, Chicago and fire just don't get along. So anyways, it was just like the world, it was just the fair that caught on fire and buildings burnt down. You know, buildings that were almost done or already done, they just, boo, done. They burnt. Um... And so then they had to re-rush to make up for what happened. So with that, people were now working long hours and long days. And of course, this is around the time when labor laws started to become a really big. And people started fighting for, you know, work hours and right pay and... People also started protesting because they weren't, you know, working proper hours and they were working long hours and they were just, <sighs> shit, shit happened. It was awful. And then, of course, 
there was um a big storm that happened that um obviously wrecked some of the buildings that you know just got rebuilt like i said chicago's world fair was just a shit show and so i think one of the few things that was left standing no anyways so yeah fire came through swept destroyed buildings then a big storm came destroyed buildings um it was just a mess it was a shit show mess um obviously people died from falling and yeah it was it was just a huge mess and nothing was quite done when opening day came around because they had a set opening day they weren't going to change it so of course some things weren't quite done when opening day came and when opening day did come it was a lot it was really underwhelming because they thought that this was going to be a big hit and they were going to have thousands of people showing up and they were going to make back all the money that they had spent building this well it didn't happen so the first little bit while this fair was up and going it just it wasn't happening they weren't making back the money that they needed to and they were of course these men started freaking out because you know they're not going to be able to pay wages and pay back you know their debts and they're not going to be able to do this and they're not going to be able to make it better than what paris had so you know everything's kind of falling downhill and then ferris that's his name comes up with the ferris wheel that was his big grand ideal to beat the eiffel tower was the ferris wheel so they did it they made it structured put it up it was against the lake that they had and as soon as the ferris wheel bent up that was their big hit that's when everyone showed up because everyone wanted to ride the ferris wheel it was this giant wheel that's on around like it's cool i enjoy ferris wheels i do it's pretty cool and i can imagine you know in the 1800s when it was brand new that shit would be cool <laughs> especially being able to say that you were one of the first people to ride a ferris wheel like yeah so anyways after the ferris wheel went up they got the amount of people that they were expecting and Things kind of balanced out by the end of the year when the World Fair was over. Anyways, so that was a big whole mess. Now, we're going to talk about H.H. Holmes, who built a hotel just a block or two away from the World Fair because that was prime location. He built this hotel to lure in young women, young single women, and he would, first of all, flirt with them, kind of seduce them, and then murder them. Just straight up. Uh, <laughs> his, like, you don't know who H.H. H. Holmes is. He was 
an American serial killer. He had this murder hotel and he would just lure these young women in who were single, young, vulnerable, and fell for his charms because psychopaths have amazing charm. Um, and of course he was a well-established person. Um, he ran a pharmacy, so people thought he was very trustworthy and he, he was just very charismatic. Everyone loved him. He was a good guy. They all enjoyed him. Little did they know. So, so he would lure in young women and he would poison them and straight up murder them. Um, he had an accomplice and his accomplice, ooh, his accomplice would um, get rid of the bodies for him. Um, so he would get rid of bodies in different ways. Mostly just in big steamer trunks and carried out of the hotel. And um, so yeah, some were put in steamer trunks, others were donated to the University for Science because you know what university doesn't want a fresh corpse for science reasons, right? So, um, he confessed to 27 murders, which is pretty nuts. Um, he was married three times. His one wife left him. Um, I can't remember the other two, but the one wife left him. There was another woman that he was involved with who also had two young children so he kind of like stepped up to be like that father figure and so he was romantically involved with this woman or he just gave her a job either way they were involved and so she disappeared her family got a little suspicious and then the kids disappeared family still got suspicious and you know he claimed to not know them he doesn't know what they're talking about and they eventually found evidence that he was with these two young children in the city and he had this on him and everything kind of came unraveled when you know he killed the, the two children um but yeah he would murder 27 people and he would mostly just poison them because poison is i want to say one of the quickest cleanest best ways to uh murder someone trust me i wrote a lot of true crime you know what i'm talking about which is horrible to say but um but because he you know owned a pharmacy and he was really trustworthy you know, he just got away with it. He, yeah, he would just poison these poor women and sometimes children, murder them, dispose of their bodies. And when people asked about them, he would just go, oh, pff, she moved back home or she, she ran off with a boyfriend or 
she did this so the kids did that and of course you know being the 1800s people believed him because you know what else are you supposed to do you can't look up anyone you can't you can't track them via internet or cell phone or anything really easy to just say that this person did this and that they left and you know blah 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 and then no one really looked into it because how are they gonna look into it right so he got away with it for a few years and then after the whole single mother with her two children um turned up missing and you know obviously murdered he went down and he knew he was going down so he confessed all the murders. Yeah, and of course, 1800s, pretty sure he got put to death. So, he was, he was a messed up person. And his hotel, the thing about his hotel and why it's like a murder hotel, and that's why they call it the murder hotel is because there were places that were just go nowhere doors that went nowhere hallways that went nowhere uh, in the basement he had a giant con- I want to say convection oven but he had like a giant like um, coffin shaped brick thing that he would heat up that was another way that he got rid of bodies so there's this giant like brick thing that someone made him someone made him this giant brick oven thing that was big enough to put a body in and no one fucking questioned him. Because, you know, 1890, who's going to question you? Anyways. So he had this giant brick coffin that he used and he uh, burnt people. Yeah. So (laughs) he would poison them. And somehow get rid of the body, either out of a steamer trunk, put somewhere, donating it to, you know, science, or just kind of burn them. Either way, either way, him, he was quite messed up, and his hotel was just, people thought it was charming. Because, you know, it was close to the World Fair. And then as soon as they went in and it was dark and dreary and creepy and gave people bad vibes. But people still stayed there because, you know. But yeah, he he was a permanent resident there. There was another woman with her daughter that was permanent residence there. That he killed like, right before Christmas. Because he doesn't have a heart. Then there was an older couple that lived there. They were okay. He didn't murder them. But, um, yeah. I might try and find another novel about H.H. Holmes. Just because I think, just because I think he's like a little, it's a little interesting. As I say, I don't like serial killers. I don't want to know a serial killer. I just find the way their mind works very interesting. That's why I read The Stranger Beside Me. And I have some other books about um, true crime that I will be reading. And I I actually can't wait to read. Um, 
I've got some more books in the pile about, like, mystery and true crime and, you know, fun stuff like that. So, yeah. Not much more to say. Um, Chicago World Fair was a mess, but I think it turned out really well after, you know, rushing to get it done, even after the disasters it had, and H.H. Holmes got away with killing 27 people before he confessed. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like I said, it was a very interesting novel. It just, I don't know, it wasn't for me. There was just like a lot of, a lot of names and a lot of facts. I don't, I don't know. It's just like, it was good and it was interesting. It just wasn't for me. But like I said, if you do like history with a little bit of like homicide or, you know, considering he is part of history, um, I would definitely suggest The Devil in the White City. Um, Eric Lawson also does like novels on um, like just a lot, a lot of American history. I think he's got a few about like the wars and some other American history things. So, but yes, if you're really into history, I highly suggest this book. It was from a history standpoint, it was interesting and it was filled with historical knowledge, but it just wasn't for me, unfortunately. So I do suggest it. Don't knock till you try it kind of thing. Um, now next week will be our nonfiction book. I mean fiction. Holy shit, I can't. Fiction. We'll be doing fiction and we'll be doing another romance novel. Next week, we'll be doing Nora Roberts' The Search. Um, I found this book while I was going through uh, chapters, trying to find, well, the chapters app, trying to find, like, a new book, because I was like, you know what, uh, like, you know, I should, should read a little more, expand my reading knowledge. And so I found this book, and before I bought it, I asked my mom to see if I could borrow it. She said yes. While I was reading it, reading it, I fell in love with it. And she gave it to me. So, this is my coffee. It is a little old and worn. The spine is cracked, but that's okay. And this novel. This is the shit right here. This is the shit. Like, it has everything you want. It has dogs. Dogs and a serial killer. Dogs and serial killers. How can you not want in romance? Because, you know, romance is important. And it's really cute romance. Not gonna lie. Um, so yeah, this week, The Devil in the White City by Eric Larson. Next week, The Search by Nora Roberts. And so yeah, um, once again, I am trying to get this podcast on more platforms to let more people can listen or find me, whatever they want. Uh, I have an Instagram, follow me, let's talk book bitches, um, a blog where I type up reviews of the books for the week um, called let's talk book bitches. And then I also have an email. 
Let's Talk Books podcast. Uh, oh, excuse me, at gmail.com. So send me recommendations, emails if you want to talk. Shoot me a message on Insta. Um, I also have a TikTok. I also have a book TikTok. So, yeah. Um, it's also under Let's Talk Book Bitches. Pretty sure you can find it. Um, the profile picture is of me. If you don't know m- me, you'll figure it out. I'm sure you will. Yeah. So, Insta and TikTok at Let's Talk Book Bitches, blog, and email. So, there's plenty of ways to contact me, plenty of ways to look me up. If you want to talk, if you want to send me suggestions, go right ahead. I'm always open to new books, new suggestions. So, yeah, um, I'll talk to you guys next week. Bye.